five, four, three, two, one. Matt Petrovich is in the lodge today, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. The High Five Ghost on Instagram. High Five Ghost on YouTube. That's it. Matt Petrovich, tell the people about what you do and what's going on in your life lately. Sure. So, uh, let's see. Probably about one year ago, I said to myself, man, I got this crazy-ass expensive computer. I was like, I'm seeing all these people on, on Twitch having a lot of fun sharing their games. I'm like, why don't I just try it out? So, I made, it, I made a, a Twitch handle, High Five Ghost. Started playing games, realized how crazy hard it was, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a YouTube channel and just upload my clips there. So on my YouTube channel, you can find a lot of clips of games. And then I said to myself, you know what? I have another idea. Uh, I really like to draw. So I've always been trying to improve that skill. So I decided to do quick draw videos on my YouTube. And a lot of people kind of like that a little bit. No, I've checked out a few of them. And basically, essentially, the, I guess the purpose of those videos is to, are people supposed to draw along with you? Oh, that's, that's like, yeah. totally possible, yeah. I think yeah. it was just to show the process. That's pretty, um, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, because a lot of people... So I've, I've been drawing for a long time, probably as long as I can remember, and I uh, never thought I was very good at it. So in undergrad, I decided, you know what, I'm going to try to get a little bit better. And uh, that's when I made my Instagram uh, to share those. Uh, so you can see the progress by itself as you scroll all the way down and start at the beginning. Um, and I just, I you know, I did what anybody else really tries to do when they try to learn a craft. I went on YouTube. I understood, like, how to make shapes and figures and how that relates to drawing. And Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I feel like a lot of people are come from the mind of... You know, drawing is something you need to have like a natural knack for. Mm -hmm. I don't. It seems to me like you're not from that school of thought. No, I don't. You're kind of so. on the other end where it's a skill that actually can be obtained and. Absolutely, uh, yeah. As with a lot of things, uh, I think a lot of people mistake uh, skill and talent to we be were the same about this exact before. thing. So, what would you say is a skill? And what would you say is a talent? I think a, a skill is something that people can work to improve on, like drawing. Or talent is something that you're naturally born with, like double jointed thumbs, or my ability to voluntarily move my Adam's apple like a crazy person. So unfortunately, for those listening over Spotify, I won't be able to see this. But for those on YouTube, check it. It's it's like a basketball. Disgusting. Up and Absolutely down. Disgusting. Up and down. <laughs> People hate it. Um, everybody in my when I in my physical therapy class. I'm just uh, trying to see what might be the practicality of it. Like, this reason right here is like, hey, check out what I can do. Hey, look what I can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of people in my class were very grossed out at that. But one of my professors was like, oh, man, you must have a very strong, you know, hyoid and superhyoid and oimohyoid bone, which are all these muscles right here that help open up the jaw and move the mouth forward and protrude it. And they also attach right here to the larynx, which is kind do of... Do you think that's had anything to do with you actually having a natural ability to sing? Maybe. You I don't know. Because you, like you seem to have control of that good entire control. area. Yeah. yeah. I should try and I should try and suck somebody's dick and see how good I am at that. <laughs> see if I'm just a natural. See if I just a natural. But then I'm scared because then I might like it. So we'll see what happens. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mom. Yeah, if you're listening, uh, yeah. Matt Petrovich may or may not be interested in trying to suck your dick to see what his throat muscles can do. Open-minded. Open-minded. Open no, he's it's 2018 here at the Landy Lodge, and yeah. all our guests, Matt Petrovich included are open-minded and are willing to, I don't know, try and suck a dick to see what's the practicality of their throat muscles. Yeah. And even though I'm married, I'm sure I'm sure Shannon, my wife, would, would be like... Well, you got to mix it up, man. Like, that's, you know, that's in a marriage, true. you kind of yeah. need to mix it up. But I don't even mean like an open relationship thing. Just me explaining to her like, hey, listen, I was talking to Landy the other day. <laughs> and we're talking about how my ability to move my, my, my larynx in that way might relate to stronger throat muscles. I have to... Is it okay if I go out and like suck somebody's dick just to try it, just to find out? And I just want to know. That way, like, if if how would you feel if she compromised and she was like, "What if I wore a strap on?" Um, I don't know if I like the taste of rubber. That's fair. Hey, listen. Oh, I don't even like. You know what? 
I'm just going to stop talking about this. Because <laughs> I can tell you right now, I can go into a conversation for this for like a good 20 minutes. Oh, um, we can no, we could easily burn time on yeah. theoretical cock-sucking events. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the practicality yeah. of throat muscles. But when you were a kid, did you always like have some kind of desire to want to draw? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. I- I'm curious. Like, did you, was it something you always envied in other people? And oh, one day question. you were just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Good question. Where did that come from? I want to say uh, it probably came from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Yu-Gi-Oh which I know cards. is crazy, but my, my earliest memory of drawing something that was outside of like kindergarten or anything like that, actually sitting down and drawing something was the dark magician. Cause I really liked the art on the cards. Uh, I was never a big comic book guy, but looking at comic books now, I buy them just for the art because really? it's incredible and they're good references too. Cool. Uh, so back to my original point was that when I learned on YouTube and things, a lot of it's about shapes. So like uh, one of the reasons I started these YouTube channels is to show people the process of drawing something, which really basically just starts with a whole bunch of circles and just your own imagination of lines and figures. And, and then you just make it what you want to make it. And it's, I will admit that, that when we talk about skills and talents, sometimes people have just a better natural ability to do these things and have a better imagination. Well, I feel like some people complicate things too much, too. I agree. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have um, – I'm not very good at drawing. But it's like you said right there. It's basically just shapes. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen the podcast logo. It's, it's on the wall right there, too, if you wanted mm-hmm. to give it a look. Yeah. But that was me one day just wanting to draw something. I was like, well, let me keep it simple. Yeah. I'm going to draw a box, a few circles, and you a get triangle. That? That oh, I got that done in South Carolina. Uh, Very cool. Before I moved back to New York, mm-hmm. actually, I had a post-it note that I had on my desk that I drew oh, of that. There was just okay. a post-it note where I drew that, and uh, her husband. Oh Jesus, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, her husband had a business where mm-hmm. he would uh, cut wood with laser. That's cool. And they made me they made me a great yeah. offer, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. That sounds cool. Yeah. And it was nice because that was like the last thing I got like made, or like it was like the last transaction I did in Charleston until you moved back here, which was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was back when you lived there, not just recently when you went and visited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was back when I lived wow. there, circa late 2015. Just goes to show you that don't throw ideas away. Don't throw ideas away. You never know what to be relevant or have a or, or ideas are one day. ideas are infinite, but they're yeah. likely unoriginal. <laughs> like, that's true fucking very few original things 10,000 years of yeah. human civilization you know <laughs> yeah. it's only the, the imagination can only go so far yeah exactly but what games have you been playing because you say you put up a lot of gaming oh, clips man. like are you putting yeah. up you live streaming or are you putting up yeah. highlight reels highlight are reels. funny cool okay yeah. that's when I learned how to video edit was putting together so it started with PUBG PUBG Unknown Battleground because that was huge and which that's coming PS4. Which yeah. I'm oh, like, is it I really? Might, I might cop it. It's like thirty dollars. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. I think it's. I thought it was worth the money at the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, so everybody was really into that, and that's when I first started streaming. And uh, I had fun with it. I wasn't too good, but I still had fun with it. And I basically just clipped together, um, just clipped together like the best highlights that I had Sweet. from my Twitch streams, which was hard because I, I did it the wrong way. I didn't record. I downloaded my VODs from Twitch, <laughs> which took hours. So it was a, it was a, it was a process. Um, At but least I you got it done. That's the power of the internet, yeah. right there. And it's a live and learn thing, you know. Like uh, yep. as you get better, you get more efficient, and that's just how it goes. Same thing with drawing. It's it's. I get an idea in my head. I think one of the problems is people see the end result. And they're like, man, I'm never that. I don't have that imagination. I couldn't do that. Um, yeah, they don't. They don't know that it's like a piece by piece process. Yeah. and that might be that original. Like you don't have the innate imagination, but I still think that you can grow those things. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, we all have the ability to deep in, dive into the ether of ideas. It's yeah. just a willingness to actually put yourself there. Because it can be frustrating, man. Like, anything creative, 
like because you have to hold yourself to a certain standard, right? Right. And it's like you have to make something that you love because mm-hmm. that's the only real way you can judge whether or not other people would love it. Because usually, like, if you fuck with it, that means other people are gonna fuck with it. Yeah. But like when you make something and it's like you don't quite fuck with it, it's pretty frustrating. Yeah. It's like, well, that took me three. That song or that piece of art took me three hours to make. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Am I just going to give up another three hours trying to do another one? You know, it does take a certain yeah. amount of patience, some stubbornness, and some willpower to creatively persevere through those artistic slumps. Yeah. And I think that's what differentiates people from those who are successful and those who are not, or those who stick with it. So yeah. my Twitch stream, I didn't stick with it. I mean, I got up to that 50 followers that people need for an affiliate, but after so, a couple months, I never had the three f- viewers on average. Three, know. three. Three. You only needed three? Three people. There are th- four people in this apartment right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I needed three average in order for Twitch to reach out and say, hey, you're getting pretty popular. We want to put your face we on We want to hook website. you up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jesus. so the way that Twitch works, I don't know if you've ever done Twitch. I know that you and Charlotte I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start. Twitch. Charlotte's been twitching for a while. Yeah. I'm going to start twitching soon. Uh, actually, the capture card and the camera are actually right mm-hmm. over there. I just need to you know make some time and set it up. Yeah. But... I haven't done any Twitch streaming yet. I know I want to do both Twitch and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like the best times to Twitch stream are when most people are at work. Agreed. Like that's when I watch my that's Twitch when streams. I watch my Twitch when streams, I'm at yeah. work. Absolutely. Um, so I, I maybe people who work like I feel like people that have like not a nine to five schedule. Yeah. Have a huge benefit as to when they can stream. Absolutely. Which yeah. I'm trying to on January 29th when came to March three drops. Okay. I'm trying to play that game go. for like I'm taking the day off work. I'm trying to play that game for 12 straight hours oh, yeah. and just stream it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, I gotta I'm I gotta write that down because I very excited for that game. Dude, I never played Kingdom Hearts. So I'm just excited for dude. yeah, it just looks awesome. And I, they include they, a Toy Story with it. They did a movie. graphic comparison of like the the Toy Story graphics in Kingdom Hearts three, mm-hmm. and they said they're on par with Toy Story two. And that is like ridiculous. Yeah. The like video game graphics have come that far. Yeah, it really. makes me like not that upset that we had to wait 13, 14 years for the yeah. for the third Kingdom Hearts yeah. game. Oh my god, it was that long. It's been that long too. I think two, fourteen years because Kingdom Hearts two came out in two thousand four, yeah. mm-hmm. which was you know next level. Do you remember yeah, seeing absolutely. those commercials as a kid? Well, you just saw like Final Fantasy looking characters running around with all your Disney like heroes. Yeah. I don't remember. You don't remember that? And they played a uh, yeah. song, Simple and Clean. Oh, I do remember the song. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the music that really sticks in your See, head. See, that, that's what's crazy, too. Yeah. I, was, I was having a conversation with Joe last night about music and how, like, it has, like, it's so, no like, primal yeah. that it sticks with you. It's like, you Absolutely. had no idea what I was talking about until I was, like, yeah. Simple and Clean. So, so what they're doing a lot, a lot of the research now with uh, patients with dementia or people with dementia. Right. Uh, they're using music. So, to so, kind of call them back. So, yes, like, would they exactly. play, like, their wedding song and like they yep. might remember their husband their favorite artist back oh, from the so 40s 50s so one of the, one God video that stuck out in my mind was uh, a gentleman had such severe dementia that he had not he or she i don't remember who, if it was a man or a woman had not moved for a long period of time and was just basically a, a still frame in one picture that's what they described it as it's like just just a picture of a person because there's no movement it's not a video it's almost um, like a 10 second Tom from 51st dates. Yeah. Like there's just no, nothing's being stored. It's just, yeah. Except not. Yeah. Nowhere but even near worse silly. because. Nowhere near as silly. And like, yeah. yeah. Even worse though, because it's got so severe that she didn't know how to move. Or oh any, shit. Like, yeah. So, I I so dementia. Yeah. Yeah. So dementia is, um, is, is kind of, is, it has a component with memory loss, obviously. But yeah. No, also, my, my grandmother had dementia. Yeah. It's just like deterioration of the brain where you start forgetting higher order functions and then you start forgetting and if it gets too severe enough, events. people, events, how to move. Yep. You know, so this person had that type of dementia or severe enough where once they put headphones on her or him, uh, the person 
started even just this little thing in their in their bed in their just you know, kind of started grooving just started a little grooving bit. just started grooving a little bit like moving back and forth she didn't get up and dance like uncle joe and charlie and the chalk factory yeah yeah yeah, yeah. son of a bitch <laughs> but uh shout out to those redditors um but yeah it's it's interesting how, how music can really touch people down to the soul to the point where it, yeah it's where debilitating core. neurological disease does not affect them as it's much anymore core. yeah well it's like they've done studies where they'll get like a group of chimps and they'll play something in a major key and you'll see the chimps are kind of like digging it and like their their shoulders yeah. are straight and they're like, this is cool. We're, we're chilling. And then you play something in a minor key and like they start like getting shrugged and they're, they're, they're anxious. Yeah. A little darker. Exactly. It's, that's wild actually. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. I mean, that's why it's like in some ways it's like, I don't want to be that guy or like, but like you got to be careful what music you continually listen to. Yeah. Like if you're going to keep listening to super depressing shit, yeah. you're going to be depressed because yeah. like you're just sending those wavelengths kind of like that, those thought patterns into your brain mm-hmm. like subliminally. And not that you shouldn't listen to depressing songs. Depressing songs are usually the best songs. Agreed. But, you know, got to understand that you're sending messages into your brain, so yeah. make sure you're giving having your, an effect on your emotions. Make sure way. you eat your musical veggies. There you go. You know, yeah. like... Yeah. yeah, your hip-hop, your get, beats, your rock. Everything from hip-hop to Jazz. classical music. Yeah. Get it all, man. Listen to some Vivaldi. Yeah. I've listened know. to a lot of hip-hop recently. Yeah, who you listen to? Logic. Logic, dude. I love, love Logic. Love Logic. Love dude. him so much. Really. What was the album? I'm blanking on it right now. Mm-hmm. But he did it with... Uh, there was the voice actor from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I was just listening to... The it's, last album that... or like the, It was the second album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, remember, yeah. but... I, I've listened to that album so that many times. Awesome. I'm so mad I can't remember yeah. the name of the album right now. But I've listened to that album so many times. Yeah. Incredible. I love the skits in that one. Because it is the guy yeah. from Cowboy Bebop. The guy from uh, Toonami. Yeah, remember, yeah, remember those old yeah. the commercials the guy in yep, the ship? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Love nah, Logic. he's the man because he's just a nerd. He's just a nerd like Logic, the rest absolutely. of us. He's just a yeah. nerd like the rest. And of he's us. old school. He is old school. I love it. You know? Did you see what he did for his um? What he did for his his either his wife or his girlfriend? Oh, I did or, see that. Yeah, with the curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, in where his he backyard. had the band playing for a birthday, and he's they were like, yeah, dude. He's yeah. he's a special kind of human man. Uh-huh. He's it's, he's it's, really trying to do it all. You know, he does um. Um, like when he does his concerts, like the acts that open up for him, mm-hmm. he challenges them to like to Mario, Mario Kart, Kart games. Yeah. Wait, yeah. do you watch Hot Ones? I do. That's where yeah, that's where, yeah. where we're getting the same mm-hmm. thing from. Yeah. It makes me want to go to a Logic concert. Yeah, me too. The only hip-hop artist I've seen live is J. Cole. And yeah, I, well, I saw he was on the par. I mean, I'm not a great. big fan of J. Cole as I am Logic, but J. Cole is still popular enough where it's not the mumble rap that you see nowadays. Yeah, I'm it's not a big not, fan of mumble rap. I don't even know. Yeah. I couldn't you know name I mean. one mumble rap artist. I couldn't either because I don't care. Out of pure apathy. But I do see them on, on the internet and people hating on them for that exact reason. It's like, you're a piece of shit mumble rapper. And I get it. so fake. I yeah. get it. Yeah, I but there is a subset music for everybody. I'm not judging what you like. I don't like it. Yeah, and you're of, allowed to not like it. Yeah, agreed. But I've listened to a lot of hip-hop. I feel like it's helped my vocabulary, which is such a weird thing to say, but I don't know. Just listen to them. And it, it, well, it's cliche yeah. to say it, but they're poems, man. Absolutely. Some of them are really stupid poems, but some of them that. are really like well thought out poems. Yeah. When I played for Shannon, she's like, she just doesn't like rap in general. She's like, she's like, can we change this? And I was like, yes, we can, but I want you to try it and listen to what he's saying. It's like, please try it. So like, um, she had, we had watched. Uh, she doesn't like Louis C.K. Uh, which fair is fair enough. Louis C.K. is dirty. He's, not he's dirty and crude. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she never seen one of his stand up specials. This was a while ago before. Uh, no, Before we were, it went down. Yeah. No, we were still engaged. Uh, this is a long time ago. This is two years ago, maybe. And we watched well, 10 minutes of like his newest stand-up on Netflix. And uh, she's like, can we change this? I was like, it's only been 10 minutes. 
Truthfully, a whole hour though, set. Truthfully, though, I wasn't a big fan of his latest stand-up. Yeah. I, lo- I love his stand-up. Like, his stand-up it's catalog, I think, yeah. is great. But, like, yeah. honestly, the best thing, I, it's like, I like his stand-up, but have you seen his show? Louis? Yeah. Yeah. I actually think I actually think the show's great. I actually think the show's better than his yeah. stand up. And he did all the editing and all mm-hmm. of that for that show. Yeah. Like I think he said he was yeah. he would he would be editing it like on his MacBook. I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back too. Like people people deserve yeah. to be forgiven and redeemed. And there's a there's a fine line between Louis C. K. and Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, there is. You know big line. Yep. Huge line. Yeah. So, you know, there's we can all be if Scrooge can be redeemed, we all can be redeemed. Yeah, I think so too. You know, Except maybe Harvey Weinstein. Except maybe, yeah, well, <laughs> Scrooge, Scrooge was no Weinstein. Yeah. I just, I got to remember that Shannon's listening to this. I love you, baby. I don't care you don't like Louis C.K. That just made me mad that one day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you got to have someone, like, you can't all have the same tastes. No, not at all. You know, you Absolutely. need your taste to be cha- yeah. both challenged and expanded. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, man, you know, you know, being similar to someone is great, but being too similar is not great. Absolutely. You need your differences sometimes. Absolutely, you need your differences. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's cool to have things in common, and it's cool to like the same things, but you, you generally need someone who balances you out. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah. So going back to the drawing, it's, you know, wow, we went on a big tangent there. We did go on it's, a big, uh, big tangent there. Circles and lines. Anybody can learn it. You know? It's all about, you know, animating, too. Uh, yeah. Something I try to get in, I, I try to work on so hard, because it's so takes such it's such a long process you know what i mean yeah uh, even like simple things so another thing on my youtube channel that i was very proud of that i did uh six weeks between classes was uh, a game grumps animated um, i saw that no i really like that yeah, one. so game grumps is a uh, very popular let's play channel on youtube it has about five million subscribers uh, i love them john too loves them They're probably mm-hmm. his favorite youtube channel um yeah game grumps are awesome they're awesome so they they will feature on their show people who have animated their voiceovers on their let's plays and uh mm-hmm. one of their let's plays stuck out to me i really loved it and i was like i want to try one of this and and who knows you know who knows where it's going to go like i thought i was hoping that it would be good enough that they would share on their own channel but sometimes it's such it blo- a hard process Yo, sometimes it blows up sometimes it doesn't such a hard process and yeah that's another problem too that when people start twitch channels and they just don't stick with it is uh um Thinking well, you, that they're gonna blow up night one. That's the thing, man. Is you gotta stick with it. You yeah. gotta keep pumping content over and over and mm-hmm. over. You gotta give people as much as you can. And really, it's never been easier to give people content. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's really never yeah. been easier. Take a picture of a sunset. Some people would be really thankful Agreed. for that picture of a sunset. Throw it on Instagram. Yeah. But no, nah, I want to do. I want to do a lot of Twitch streaming. Mm-hmm. I got I got all the tools. I'm ready to get started. It perfect. Yeah, because like it's like I I play these games anyway. Yeah, you know, and I clown around and joke while I yeah. play them. Just be you, man. That's the thing. Just go in there and be you. Don't be fake. People know it. I feel like I feel like it's kind of corny to say it, but the cartoons are right. Like just being yourself seems to be the answer to pretty much everything. Yeah. Like any problem you have, that seems to mm-hmm. it's a good place to start. It's not going to be the solution to everything. But, Agreed. You know, confidence is key. That's what I think. Also, confidence. And you, it's hard to have confidence when you don't have confidence in yourself. That's true, and you can't have confidence in anybody else. It's like if you can't trust yourself, well, what what business do you have trusting other people? Mm-hmm. You don't even know how to do it with yourself. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I do like the setup you have here, though. You like it? Yeah. Right no, I, I want to improve it a little bit. Um, yeah. This will be a little hard for the people who are only listening, but you see how I got the TV set up right there? I do. I want to mount that on the wall right here. Oh, that'd be great. And I'm gonna get a separate TV yeah. to go over there. Uh-huh. And I got my wireless mouse, wireless keyboard, so I'd be able to like operate it from here. Yeah. So instead awesome. of having my laptop over here to the right of me, it's like if I need to take care of something, it's right there, and I can Boom. see it right in front of me. Mm-hmm. 
But. Yeah. You know what I think you need too? I was thinking about this the other day. You need Charlotte <laughs> over there with her own camera on her that you can cut to, where she could just like add like little one-liners. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like the the the, uh, the guest host or like yeah. the um... or or you ever you ever watch uh, Howard Stern? Yes, yes. Original Howard Stern. Yeah, uh, I don't remember her name. But I can't remember her name either, but I know exactly who yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, and she just has like her own soundboard where she's like, where Charlotte's like, that's wild, and then hits a button ah. and it's boing. <laughs> yeah, or like a like audience laughter, like really fake awful, like <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. I want to do. I want to eventually expand and do like more, like three or four people on at a time. That'd be cool. Like right now, I have two. I've yeah. got this two microphone interface. Yeah. Um, probably in the mid to late winter, I'll upgrade and I'll have an interface that can have like four microphones. Yeah. And it could be a lot of fun, man, having I a bunch so. of people around this table. Yeah. It get a little harder to film it. Yes. Because you just have a bunch of heads. Yeah. Around a you probably area. need a couple different cameras. And uh... well, that's one of the other things I want to do is I want to mount all these TVs on the wall. I want to take this uh, horizontal column, make it vertical so that I can move this table in there and I could put another like little couch in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it's great. like two people would be doing it from here and two people could be doing it from over there in the corner. That'd be perfect. Which would be cool. Yeah, I think so too. The only problem with that would be is that now you have multiple heads trying to talk in a conversation that those other people would have to know that it's Little Landy Lodge. Let Landy True. be the boss here. True. And ask the questions. Him well, I like the keeping it. I like I like keeping it open. I like keeping it open. Yeah. Like if some if someone like there are some guests who if they like if they take the wheel and they're driving well, I'm just gonna let them drive, man. Yeah. Like you just go with the flow. Exactly. Makes you for know? a better better show. Doesn't don't need to don't need to flex the alpha in a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though I'm sure there are plenty of people who are guilty of falling into that. Yeah. And I, I hope I hope I can be good about that. Yeah. I'm having a good time doing this podcast. Good. It's been a lot of fun. That's what it's about. It is. Make sure you, you know. do what you enjoy, guys. That's you the know? truth. If you're out there you Twitch know? streaming just to try it, just to do it, you're not going to be as fun if, if you're going to like, I want to do I it. I want to do it. Yeah. Like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. I can't going wait. Going in to there, do. going to things with unrealistic expectations really knocks people down a peg. Well, because they, they make it about like the final, they make it about the last day when it's yeah. like, well, you have like over a thousand days in between now and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Yeah. Agreed. It's like you can not meet your expectations, but still learn a lot. And have a good time while you're doing it. Yeah. It's like, you know what? If this, if this podcast doesn't you know, ever become anything, though I'm hoping it will. I'm pretty sure it will. <laughs> but if it doesn't, it's like, well, I definitely learned a lot more about audio editing. There you go. Definitely learned a lot more about manning a camera. For your next project or job. Video editing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, just do things. Yeah. Just do things. Accept the fact you're not going to make money for a little while, but just start doing Grow shit. yourself. And you'll get better at it. And yeah. then you'll get better at making money with it. Yeah. You know? If you're good at something, never do it for free. I think people could always grow. People absolutely can always you go, know? especially while we're still young, like people our age. It's like yeah. it's gonna be much harder. It's gonna be much harder to learn video editing when I'm 59 yeah. than when I'm 26. Yeah, especially with all the technology changing. And well, actually, come to think of it, by the time I'm 59, video editing will probably be like a like the easiest thing. Yeah. Never mind. There's a chip in your brain, and it's like <laughs> done. Upload it. Oh, that's why I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. I yeah. haven't been good. I've wanted. <clears throat> excuse me. I've wanted to ask this to everybody on the mm-hmm. podcast, but I haven't asked anybody else okay. except for Joe yet. So, sure. give me one second. Okay. So, Matt Petrovich, I have to ask you: Are you or are you not Chip Gang? Chip Gang. Chip Gang means when Elon Musk or some other Silicon Valley Titan uh-huh. releases the Neuralink, which is the chip in your brain that yeah. connects you to the internet. Okay. Are you Chip Gang? Oh. Will you be part of the Chip Gang? I don't know. That's a tough question. It definitely is a tough question. Because you're giving away a lot there. And you, it's so new. 
bro, know. it's it's wild. It's like, cause here's the kind of shit that trips me out. It's yeah. like I'm gonna look at you, and through facial recognition software, I can like immediately put in my brain your entire like web search Google history. Oh, and it's like yeah. and now I know everything that you just Googled because shit. we're all on the internet now. That's true. And like I'm an AI, so like if the NSA can figure yeah. out your Google history, put the an AI that's fucking easy work. Yeah. See, I'd be worried about being uh, bored with life after that one. I don't know if that would be a problem. I'd be afraid of nothing being fresh anymore. Because intelligence creates good games. That's fair. You know, like the smarter we get, the better video games we pump out. Yeah. The better like board games we make. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like AI is capable of making dope games. Oh, I think so too. I mean, it may have, and we might be in it right now. Kind of already has life. No Man's Sky and everything. I mean, yeah. it's computer it's generated. Starting. It's starting. Yeah. Um, which is big now. It's like just a new thing. I, well, what I want to refer to before we move on is with, go for it. Yeah, is it reminds me of an episode of Adventure Time, which I love. I don't know if you've ever watched Adventure Time. I've watched it here and there. Oh man, you should watch the whole thing because the whole story is great. excellent. The character development is fantastic. Um, it it run, turns from a kid show into a very dark PG thirteen type of thing where they deal with very adult concepts. But one of the concepts that they did with an episode, which was kind of a filler episode, was Jake had got a, a piece of chip stuck in his tooth, and it really hurt. And uh, Bimo was like, why don't you just grow all big? The chip will fall out. And Jake is like, if I wanted to grow big every time I wanted to solve a problem, the world would be boring. It's like everything is just fed to me. So the whole That's episode true. the whole episode is about him removing this chip from his tooth without growing big. And he ends up learning a valuable lesson about, you know, whatever. I don't even remember. No, no, no. That, reminds, that actually reminds me of One Punch Man. Yes, yeah. You know, it's kind of like the same bored. concept. You're yeah. just bored. It's like, oh, I have this one punch that just kills, kills everyone. Everything. Yeah. He just wants the thrill of the fight again. Agreed. Yeah. But I almost feel like... AI could be a solution to that less of a like problem for uh-huh. it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see when it comes out. Know. I'm sure my mind will change. Who knows, man? Yeah. It's just like I, I I hope we can like hold on to our individual selves mm-hmm. and it doesn't it's not more of a like collective consciousness consciousness sort yeah. of thing. It's like a big bank that we're all yeah, dumping the, our ideas into or whatever. Exactly. Well we're all it's tentacles just, tied to the same head. Such a strange concept. You know it's like do Apparently. I lose free will yeah. when I become just like one part of a collective will? Yeah. Or, you know, do I get to just be mm-hmm. like can I have the Neuralink in my brain and still eat cheeseburgers and like, you know, go yeah. bowling? Like is that <laughs> Yeah. Or am I gonna look at those things and be like, what? I don't know. What, we'll like, never know until it comes out. We'll never know until it comes and out. By then, it might be too late. It might be too late. <laughs> yeah. It might be too late. But don't worry, Landy Lodge folks. If I get the Neuralink, I'm going to keep the podcast going. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a lot easier when you do it, too. Yeah, yeah. It'll, like, boom. Yeah, exactly. Which would be crazy. Yeah. But uh, you're still going. Uh, you're still getting your master's, right? Uh, doctorate. Yeah, doctorate. Doctorate. Yes. Yeah, I doctorate definitely wanted to touch therapy. on this. Yeah. Doctorate in physical therapy. Which I think is a good transition considering you had Chelsea on last time. Yeah, no. I, she I, dealt with, I think, a bigger component of health than I will. Uh, she is a new. She's a dietitian. Dietitian. Registered. Not a nutritionist. Registered dietitian who, which diet is is seventy five percent of what you should be doing in your life. The other, I think, twenty five percent is exercise. People say fifty fifty. I think. No, I agree with what you. What you put in your body is much more important. I agree with you one hundred percent. How you than than how often you exercise, which I think is bro. Is, if you eat a good enough diet, you 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 can get like it can get you can yeah. get abs. Exactly, that's what know? a lot of people do. They just they just cut down kind of what they eat and watch what they eat. And abs are made in the kitchen, not the yeah. gym. Agreed. Yeah. Um. But yes, I am getting my doctorate in physical therapy, mm-hmm. so I will be a doctor of physical therapy. That's a lot of misconceptions. Congrats. Thank you very much. Is that you, when you go to see a doctor, he's a doctor. And when you go to see a physical therapist, they're a physical therapist. But a doctor is a doctor of medicine, so they're a physician. Doctor of dentistry, doctor of physical therapy. Yeah. Okay, so what 
have have you had to do what? How many years of schooling did uh, it take, is it going to take to get this doctorate? Eight? Seven or eight, depending on what you do. Seven or eight. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Six or seven, depending on what you do. What are you shooting for? So uh, what do you mean? As in like as an end product? Are you or? like a six-year program or a seven-year program? Yeah, it's a seven-year program. I'm almost seven. done. I only got six months left. That's incredible. Yeah. So, Good so for you, it's, man. It's three or four years undergrad. Three years if you do a three plus three program, which is six. Three plus three is six. Yes, yeah, yeah. You got it. You yeah. got it. You're on um, it. So in high school, you have decided... I want to go into this three v three three plus three program. I've already decided you want to be a PT, um, which I think is a pretty big decision. Definitely in high school, uh, and I'm glad that I did not because I would have missed my senior year of Geneseo. I wouldn't have traded that for anything. I had a great time. Uh, I went to Geneseo for those who don't know, SUNY Geneseo up in Central New York. Um, so I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I ended up freshman between freshman and sophomore year. I decided to start taking uh, credits towards a physical therapy degree. Um, and here we are, seven years. Uh, so it's four years undergrad because I didn't do the three plus three. So I'm going to ask you a similar question that I asked you about the drawing. Mm-hmm. What would you say was the catalyst to you wanting to get into physical therapy? The first time I ever exercised, which is with John too and Nick Butera. Remember him? Awesome. Was that Titans Gym? Yes, it was. Titans. Yeah, it was. Throwback. It was because I remember uh, the first time I ever worked out. I would come home from school before the first time I worked out. I would come home from school, and this was like my so it was my daily routine before I realized it was my daily routine. Right. I would sit on the couch and watch Friends for a couple hours before I started doing homework, and I have like a whole bag of Doritos, <laughs> which is crazy—a whole bag of Doritos. Like, that, wait, like a yeah, like a snack size bag yeah. or oh, the big bag, the big boy bag, the big boy bag. Uh, and I was not gigantic by any means. I wasn't like a crazy three hundred pound. I was just aiming up to two hundred. I was looking in the mirror. I was like, I don't really like the way I look, and so uh, decided to stop doing that. Uh, went to Titans for the first time with John Two and Nick. They were like, you "Should come with us and." Uh, we worked on our back, and I was so naive. I thought we were working on our arms, because the next day. So you put all the pressure in your arms, like the next for pull-ups day, and everything. The next day, I was, I was, I was dinosaur. physically a, t- a dinosaur. Yes, a T Rex, because <laughs> I couldn't straighten out my arms. My biceps were so, were so like torn. Oh, and, Jesus um, Christ! And I say torn because it's actually what you're doing when you exercise. It's this idea of the physical you, stress. You tear theory. your muscles and then they rebuild. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the main theory behind what physical therapy is all about, physical stress theory, which is that if you provide enough physical stress to a muscle it will cause micro tears or damage that the body can heal itself and repair and make it even stronger yeah well that yeah. reminds me of uh what's his name again piccolo oh uh, yeah. yeah i don't know if i brought piccolo, that up piccolo, goku, yeah, yeah the same yeah because that's just how coming back stronger man that's how it worked well that's the human condition man yeah. you know you break but then you come back stronger yeah you that's rebuild the body's yourself. natural yeah yeah and a lot of part of that is diet you gotta get the right diet. Yeah, if you're gonna you know. cause that kind of stress, you gotta make sure you have the fuel to allow your body to repair itself. Which bringing it back to you know Chelsea, boom, who's you know, very smart episode. about that. that. She's a perfect a example. Episode. She's a perfect example, man. Where yeah. she changed her yeah. diet. You yeah. saw her attitude change. Yeah. You know, she you saw better. her lose the weight. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's like she was always Chelsea, and she's still Chelsea. Yeah, but she was much more comfortable being Chelsea. You know, when wow. she changed her diet, she felt better. Like yeah, you know. So, so that really got me into PT was exercising for the first time and realizing that, man, everybody should be doing this. Like, you know, and I started looking at the research myself. Yes, it was a simple Google search, but a lot of exercise, a lot of people said exercise was the key, man. The key to keeping yourself long and healthy. And, and it's definitely part of it. Yeah. But building like good said, habits, too, is, is important as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, mental health is a big problem. And yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pose that like cardio can cure depression. Absolutely not. No. But it can definitely make it easier on you. I think so, too. You know, it doesn't have to be so difficult. Like, when you show your, you know, not only does your body release endorphins when you go through a tough workout, 
But psychologically, if you put yourself through a workout, if you put yourself through a challenge and you get through it, mm-hmm. you feel a little bit better about the coming days, the coming challenges. That's that ahead. release of dopamine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's that feel good, feel good neurotransmitter. It's like yeah. in some weird ways we already have the tools to like hack our hack our brains. Yeah. I think that you know? that's a good segue into my next point about Go for it. about PT is uh so so that idea of like uh aerobic exercise can help depression maybe. It may be good for some people, maybe not. There's when I go through my schooling and we talk about other professions that have to do with the body, whether it be chiropractic, massage, chiropractic, yeah. yeah. Massage therapy, um a lot of times people are like in my profession like really crap on it and people in their professions crap on us too it's like this battle of professions where it's like oh no we're better we're better blah I've blah s- blah I've seen that a lot and I've se- I've yeah. seen so many different practices almost it's like yeah the chiropractors and the the yogis need to get along yeah because they're both trying to solve the same problems and they're both just right. trying to help and I actually think they're both necessary and they're doing it in different ways absolutely I will, Look, I will say that there is a lot of research that does not support chiropractic or massage therapy but well I think chiropractors fall into a bad line of trying they they try to pose themselves as they do too much yeah they're good for back pain chiropractors can relieve back pain yeah and they can do things like monitor a mild scoliosis yeah like probably a good idea to have i would that trust a chiropractor like i would that. trust a chiropractor more than myself to manage scoliosis it, honestly exactly so they have yeah. their utility but i think they're guilty of kind of selling it's the idea about, behind it exactly that they're basing it off of and uh one of the big problems with chiropractic and massage therapy that a lot of people talk about that i do agree with is like they don't empower people to go out and help themselves it's like you have to come see me twice a week that way i can do something on you rather than when they come see a physical therapist you say okay you're gonna see me twice a week that way we can work on you doing things to fix yourself that's excellent yeah that's and you a know really what? good it's, way of putting it yeah and another thing that's different too huh. between us and massage therapists and chiropractors no offense to any of them is that we use objective measurements to show change over time it's like are you really improving um a lot of it's like pain visual analog scales or objective measurements like sit to stands tugs um, I know this is kind of weird. It's like a timed up and go. That's called it's the tug. It's like a FGA functional gait assessment, um, DGI dynamic gait index, things like that. It's like an ob- objective measurement that's gone through all these gold standard rigorous testing to make sure that if there's a change seen, it's valid and reliable. So if a patient comes in and says to me, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, okay. Let's say we have an older adult who comes in and says, I'm falling a lot more. I need help reducing my fall risk. They would never come in and say that because that would be amazing. And I'd be like, wow, you're a good patient. You understand what's going on. Uh, they might come in and be like, I'm falling a lot recently and, and I don't know what's going on. So we might work on balance and we use that objective measurement like a timed up and go to see how fast they can get up out of a chair, go four meters, come back and then sit down. Uh, and then I test that again eight weeks later after we do a couple interventions that might help target some of those as- aspects and see how she improved or he. So, I mean, it's like by the nature of the beast, it seems like you're more... At least from my perspective, I'm more inclined to trust a physical therapist than I am, say, a chiropractor, mm-hmm. because I know the physical therapist wants me to not need him anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want me That's to keep coming back. That means you're not doing your job well. Yeah. So it's like, I know you're not going to try and hold on to me much longer than you need to. Yeah. So and, by and the nature of the sale, yeah, it's more trustworthy, I guess, than a chiropractor who's going to tell you the 11 reasons why you need him to crack your back. Every, Once a month, yeah, or some shit, or some something like that, you know, or any any right. kind of. I know they try to get me to go there weekly, but you know, monthly is enough. Yeah, because it's a lot, you know, and it, there is insurance regarding coverage and things like that. Yeah, I'm lucky. My copay is only like fifteen dollars. That's not bad. That's no, not bad at no. all. 
But uh, my main point was like, if somebody comes to me and has back pain and I'm helping improve their back pain, that's great. And then they say to me, I'm thinking about trying a chiropractor. What do you think? I'm not going to sit there and say, no, they, there's no evidence that they're really helping anything. I think they're just going to end up taking your money out of your pocket. It's, it's, I'm not going to do that because what if they go and it does help and it feels good for them as a well, person? Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, you know a lot about your field. You yeah. know a lot about PT. You're inclined to speak on PT. Yeah. But, bro, you haven't studied, like, chi- chiro- chiropractivity, for I've lack of a better it. term. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like you don't really know. I haven't studied it. Yeah, I don't really know. You know? Yeah. So, so, so if somebody – so let's go the other way with a massage therapist. Like somebody, say somebody comes to me, again, with maybe neck pain. Uh, you know, we're helping out with the neck pain a little bit, and they say, I've been seeing a massage therapist. Uh, it's been helping out. What do you think? Do you think that's okay? And I was like, is it helping? And, yeah, it helps. And I was like, then I think that's fine, you know, as long as you don't feel like you're cheated or you don't feel like you're wasting your money, that's fine. I'm not going to sit here and, and put all these negative ideas in your head because the, la- the only thing that's going to do is make you not want to go to the massage therapist and you're going to miss out on the thing that you said to me makes you feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll leave it up to you, to your discretion. I'll give you all the facts I know is that massage therapy creates this idea of dependency or they want you to come back and then they do things to you rather than you doing things to yourself to help with this neck pain, um, which in the long run doesn't really show any improvements over time because right. it creates this feeling of dependency and you're just going to keep seeing them over and over and over and you know but i'm not going to not tell you not to go see them well i think one of the things that makes situations like this so hard is the power of the placebo it's like some some people's minds are so powerful that like if they think they're doing something <laughs> about it like yeah. whether it be going to pt or massage therapy or chiropractic or chiropractor yeah oy, oy, oy. but if they believe that they're taking care of themselves they're naturally just gonna feel better and that makes these things confusing because it's like who's to say massage therapy didn't work you know bob went to the massage therapist and he feels better Mm -hmm. you know can we objectively quantify it and show it to him no Mm -hmm. but if he feels better isn't that kind of what he was paying for anyway i think so you know yeah but that's what makes those things hard because some things work for some people it's like different meds different heads yeah now if somebody was to come to me and say hey my massage therapist uh did this <clears throat> Sorry, I got to tickle my throat. Did this great, awesome massage on my back, and it helps so much. Can you do that for me? <clears throat> I will say, I'll do my best. I'm gonna give you a heads up, though. This is not what I'm gonna do every time you come in, because guess what? The research kind of shows that me just massaging you is not as helpful as you helping yourself. And if I don't show that improvement over time, you're not gonna be able to come and see me because your insurance is gonna keep covering you, and you're gonna be on your own. I was like, so I will massage you to help reduce some of that pain initially, but let's use that reduced pain to help do some exercise. You know. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. You know that feeling of a strong tickle? Yeah, I know. It doesn't go away right easily. <coughs> I got a good one right now. Don't All you right. worry. Well, listen, man. I got to give you I got to give you bonus points for coughing away <coughs> away from the mic. Yeah. That's a professional It's right still going to show up, but <laughs> I'm not going to be right in your face. It, well, you're yeah. not going to be clipping everybody's ears when you yeah. cough either. So, you know, yeah. all you folks out there, if you're ever on this podcast, take a note out of that book, Cough Away from the Mic. Mm-hmm. But, maybe, maybe not towards this pillow, but... <laughs> Yeah, I do sleep there. Um, yeah, sorry. You don't. Was, uh, you don't have the herpes, do you? No, no, I don't think so. You no, don't have no. anything I need to know about. No, but that's okay. I'm kind of weird, but I don't think no, that's, that's okay. Contagious. That's good. That's good. I think we're all a little weird. We we call that flavor. <laughs> yeah, but if somebody so comes in and uh, I mean, again, I saw a lot of back patients over the summer, and uh, a lot of patients come in and be like, "Can you massage me?" It's like they're very sad. Like, yes, I know you're in pain and you're not feeling good, but. We've already seen in the past that you doing this specific movement helps a lot, so let's work upon that. I will do this massage or this passive technique, or this manual technique to help relieve some of the pain. That way, that pain relief can help you exercise more. 
You know what I mean? Well, I mean, people are going to you, and what separates you from the pack, and what I guess separates PT from the pack, is you equip people to continue their improvement without you. It's like they, they come to you, you show them the way, and then they're able to move forward yeah. and take care of themselves. <coughs> I mean, I never re- I never had to do PT for anything. <coughs> yeah. um, I did tear my meniscus in high school. I think we were touching on that earlier, but um, I imagine they're cool people to work with. I mean, if you're P- if you're going to have your doctorate in PT. Yeah. I'd recommend everybody. I can fuck with guys like you. You have any pain or anything like that? Try PT first. Just try it. We have direct access yeah. in New York. You don't have to go get a referral. Go to an outpatient PT place. Let them know what's going on. Okay, so yeah, if somebody wanted to. So give me an example of somebody who should go to PT right now but isn't. Um, well, what's their, what's their problem? What do you find is like the most common like – Headaches. Headaches. Which sounds weird. Headaches can be multiple different things. Most of the time, it's uh, a lot of it has to do with neck, neck pain. Um, and there are some techniques that we can do to help with some of that. Uh, but a lot of people don't think about that. I think if you're having constant headaches and you nothing has been helping, try PT. Try it out. You know, A lot of what we do will be the manual stuff, which I just harped upon is not show objective you know, it's measurements. So funny. But going, going back to our conversation earlier, that's a problem I used to have. I used to get like the occasional headache. I used to get the occasional headache, and I just thought that was normal. But then when I changed my diet, it went away. Like I don't yeah. ever have headaches anymore. Yeah. So but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say to you, "Oh, I don't know if that actually did anything. I think you should go see PT." It's. It's like, did that work for you? Great. If it works, Excellent. it works. Perfect. That's yeah. what I want. It's all, in my opinion, it's all patient centered. Yeah. You know what else to help you know? me with too is my acne. Yeah. My oh, acne yeah. got so much better once <laughs> oh, I yeah. cleaned up my diet, which is funny because like at the end of the day, I knew that was the problem. I saw the correlation from, oh, I got Taco Bell last night. That's why there's more zits on my face. Yeah. Like, it was a pretty easy yeah. line to draw, but I was just in denial because I just wanted to eat my 3 a.m. Taco <laughs> Bell yeah. and just pretend there were no consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think a lot of things, another, another misconception about PT is, uh, which J Rob had mentioned to me when I first started PT it? school. He's like, you know, I don't really believe in PT. And it's because a lot of people don't think it's skilled care, they think it's exercise that anybody could do, that anybody could look up on YouTube. You know what I mean? Well, those – I don't mean to be that guy, but mm-hmm. those are probably people that have never been in a weight room before and don't understand the importance yes. of good form. Yeah, good form. Good to form. To stress the right tissues. And, dude, sometimes someone has to show you what good form is. In fact, all yeah. of us at one point needed someone to pull us aside and show us what good form was. Yeah. Now, like that, you know? just understanding why. Why are we doing these squats? Yeah, what muscles are you trying to target? Where yeah. should I send the pressure? And why? How is it going to improve me? How is yep. it going to make me feel better? How is it going to make it so I don't fall as often? You know what I mean? Because that's a big one, too, is a lot of older adults who just come in with balanced deficits. It's hard. Some people don't want the why. They just want the, hey, make me feel better already. Yeah. You know? Let's that's just the get, tough part. Some people you just know? don't want to have any kind of understanding of yeah. it. Yeah. But it's also that skilled care to understand indications and contraindications when not to do something, which is like a contraindication would be like, I'll give you an example, would be, uh, let's say, um, <clears throat> a woman comes in in her second trimester. I gave this example the other night to, I think, Jonathan. A woman comes in in her second trimester of pregnancy and has back pain. I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to manipulate her. I'm not going to use a manual technique to help maybe crack her back or help, you know, reduce some of that pain. Not because of what I mentioned earlier was not showing improvements, but because pregnant women reduce a hormone called relaxin towards their second and third trimester to help relax the ligaments to help prepare their birth canal to open 11 million centimeters or whatever. What is it? 12 centimeters dilated? Six? I have no idea. It's That's crazy. Excuse my ignorance. That's, but yeah, that's it's like, crazy. That's yeah, like, it's a crazy amount. It's, that's a big hole yeah, to open up yeah. in the middle of your body. So your body has to reduce this natural... Still not big natural, enough for Andre the Giant. But <laughs> <come on. laughs> your body has to reduce this, produce this natural hormone called relaxin to help 
relax the ligaments. And guess what? It's not just the cervical ligaments. It's going to, yeah, cer- cervix. Yeah. It's not just those, because cervical is also the neck. So that's why that confused me. Oh. Um, it's not just those ligaments. It's going to widen. It's going to be all ligaments in your body. So if I was to manipulate your back, you'd have more joint motion, which could cause increased pain or even some damage. So I'm not going to do that. And if I, if, if somebody had gone to like a chiropractor and, and chiropractor would probably be skilled enough to recognize that, or maybe a massage therapist who wouldn't, you know, it's, it's causing danger and, and even possibly more harm to people. Well, some people who try to <coughs> take care of themselves end up doing more harm than good. Yeah. You know, cause some people just don't know any better. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I'd recommend people if you're feeling, not feeling too good, like you're in pain, like, you know, my feet are starting to hurt after a long time, like might be something going on now, just the foot, the the knee, the hip, it's all connected as one big body part. Come to a PT because we're skilled enough to recognize what's going on. Use those measurements to show change and do it so we're empowering okay. yourself. So if I'm living in Long Island, New York right now, and I have like the the occasional headache, say a weekly headache, mm-hmm. what should what should I do to get in touch with a PT person? Like what's 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 my line of action? Yeah, find an outpatient place. Find like okay. a private outpatient place. Again, it's covered by insurance. So if you have insurance coverage, I mean, I would check with your provider. Just to make sure, there are probably going to be a copay, copay as per most visits you go to a doctor, um, and try it out. Just try it out. You don't, you're not obligated under a contract to keep coming back. You know what I mean? Like they will say, they will give you a prognosis, like based on you know, you have one headache a week. That's like nothing. Come in maybe two or three times and see if we can do this technique to help reduce some of that, that headache pain. pain. Or something. Um, <clears throat> but the problem with headaches too is like, uh, you do have to do those techniques that are manual. Yeah. So and you can't do it on yourself. It's very hard. Um, so it's 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 sticky. I would say it's people just try it. Try it out. You know, PT is something out there that people don't think is a resource. They think they have back pain. They immediately think chiropractor. Yeah, it's so funny. That's so funny because you're right. You're right. I guess because Pete, it's so funny. PT sounds so professional that I yeah. guess people just imagine it costs more money. Yeah. But or just you like you, just like you, yeah. very well illustrated here. Someone like me who has health insurance, mm-hmm. it's actually going to be cheaper for me to go to a PT than a massage therapist. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because a massage therapist, you know, the massage itself will run me, what, like 50, 60 bucks? Maybe. Then you yeah. want to give them a good tip at at least 20. Yeah. You know? And that's per session. Yeah. And it might not show improvement. So you say to yourself, that didn't really work. Maybe I have to keep going yeah, back. Yeah, maybe I can't placebo yeah. it or um, something, yeah? But PT is also, it's it's sometimes you do need that referral. Like Kevin had torn his... All, everything everything in his is knee. everything yeah. so he needed that pt to help repair which is where my next maybe that's point. true you can't massage an acl back into place yeah no you can't and you can't just uh say to yourself man i tore my acl maybe i should go to pt your doctor's gonna say no you need pt go to pt right yeah, now you're going to um, PT. you're going to physical therapy uh and um because you're just at such a greater risk for retear if you don't progress it properly um and every time you tear it like the fibers that hold it together get weaker and weaker and weaker yeah you know? Yeah, ACL tears are tough. Um, I hope I never. I hope I never have to deal with that. Yeah, me too. I hope I never have to deal with that because it looks like yeah. hell. And sometimes people don't even feel anything after they tear an ACL. <sighs> you know, it's weird. It's very strange. But um, it's very strange. I think the next point about PT is that it's a rehab. It's rehab as well. After you get injured. Well, yeah, if you get hurt or injured. If you get hurt like or a, injured or yeah. after surgery or something like that, like. So where you, do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself like um, working in PT? Yeah, like, so that's the best part about it. Do you have it. a direction for that, or are you kind of open yeah. to any and all paths? Right now, I'm open to anything, because I don't know. I definitely sport. don't want to do sports, because I just, I'm not, I'm not that good at sport. I don't know the lingo. Yeah, you're not, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know the lingo. I don't, I'm not too keen on orthopedics. It's What if you, what if it was, because like, you weightlift, right? I do. Like, well, is there is there PT for something that's close to that class of athlete? 
you know, for probably, people who yeah. do that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I think that the problem is that they'd probably come and see, T- see a PT after they'd gotten hurt. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. And uh, if they want to work on form or anything like that, that's for a person. Or maybe you can become <clears> one of those ballers <throat> that the United States brings to the Olympics every year. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're just going to be the PT guy. You're going to ride along, you know. Yeah. Anything happens to anybody. Yeah, because that's kind of what our job is. It's, it's okay, you're hurt. Why? What's going on? Let's, let's assess. Let's get to the see. bottom of it. Yeah, let's assess, see what's going on. Okay, maybe I think you tore... Your labrum and your hip socket. Because you know um, what, dude? There's there's band aid fixes and yeah. there's and then there's stitching up the wound. Yeah. And there's a big difference. That's part of the skill care, understanding like doing knowing these special tests, having that in my vernacular to be able to say, okay, I've done this assessment. It doesn't look like this, but it does look like, you know, you had torn your rotator cuff from your shoulder. I recommend that you go see a surgeon, um, or something along those lines. That's because be another one. Because that's that's again that's something that's important. It's it's it's. I'm not gonna say, oh, you tore your rotator cuff. Let's try this. Because it's not, I'm not in it for me. I'm in it for you as a patient. Yeah. I'm in it to help you. I'm not in it to build my business or make money, you know, as much as everybody likes money. And I will be getting paid for this, obviously. As you should be. As I should be. But it's not like I'm going to falsely make you come in for something I know that's not going to help because it's fraud. And guess who's going to get in trouble for that one? <laughs> me. People are, people are watching. I'm not, you know, insurances are making sure that I'm showing these objective measurements and doing things that are considered skilled care. Or else they're not going to cover it, and well, they might a launch lot of, an investigation into our... There's a lot of legal <coughs> liability when it comes to this kind of stuff, so you've yeah. got to make sure all your bases are covered. Yeah, and some people don't know that, so that's why I'm recommending try PT. Try PT? A lot of skilled people out there, a lot of not skilled people out there also. I'm going to say that. Fair enough. Um, I've seen my fair share of physical therapists do the same freaking thing every visit. And you know, because some people no just learn one way. Some people just learn something one way, and then that's it forever. There's also burnout, provider burnout, where it's like I've been doing this for so long, and I just don't care anymore. They're just meh. Yeah. Those are the worst. Those you got to hope worst. you don't catch those. Yeah. So going back to the other question, what I really want to do is, again, I don't know about sports orthopedics. Uh, I did work in a hospital in my first clinic, which was great because I saw improvements in my patient within days, which and they that's loved. that's cool to see. It was very cool you to see. You see that quick turnaround. Yeah. You feel good for helping people. Yeah. Working with a team of people also, you know, having that humility to understand that I don't know everything. And that when I see True. a complication with a patient, I at least have skill enough to say, hey, you know, their blood pressure is rising kind of high. You know, what medications have they been taking? Are they on Are they on those statins? Are they on those metapropolols? Are they controlling the blood pressure? Yeah, you know, and like it's – you only have so much capacity for so much knowledge. Like yeah. you know there are things that you know back and forth, like the back of your hand. Yeah. And those are the things you're equipped to speak on. Yeah. But the reason why there's a benefit to working with a team of healthcare providers is because all of you have a more vast knowledge yeah. of, you know, whatever the circumstances. Different concepts to make one whole – provider almost. exactly and exactly. it's it's great because you check yourself before you wreck yourself you know what i mean ask somebody say hey what do you think about this like i noticed this crazy increase yeah. have you seen that before um and i feel like a lot of my i feel like a lot of people don't have that man you know what i mean they don't have that humility to understand when they're wrong well it's to, ego dude yeah it's tough to let go of ego yeah man it really is it is one of my one of my classmates actually thinking about it now is Something that really stuck with me. It was like, how can you be such a douche about it? You know, like have this crazy ego. That you don't think you're ever wrong. They've just been enabled by some pretty <laughs> apathetic yeah. people. I, I don't even know? know. But this person particularly said to me, like, whenever I have whenever I have group projects, I just let everybody do their part. And then I go in and fix everything. And I say, okay, it's good to hand in. And it's like, how do you think like that? How do you sit there as a group and think <laughs> that you are the top dog? What happens when the project is shitty and you get a terrible grade? Like, do you not feel bad? They're like, oh, shit, I he changed. He probably doesn't feel a goddamn thing. Like, well, good thing I saved this or it would have been an F. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the worst. No, people people are the like worst. that suck, dude. It really, what it takes is one traumatic experience for them to be like, "Fuck." I really That's what they need. They need the psycho. Yeah. They need the psychological snap. But then it's like too late, and it's like, Jesus, man, if you just well, thought too, about this, you got to recover from it. It's like, yeah. well, that was twenty-four years of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
Oh, well. But uh, as I, so sports might not be my thing. Orthopedics might want to work in a hospital. But as I say that, I just started having a, a great opportunity with people who work in esports, physical therapists who work with esports. Um, that would be right <clears throat> up your alley. Yeah. It's a lot, of hand, cool. a lot of hand and wrist things, a lot of uh, neck position, a lot of ergonomics. Uh, ergonomics being like posture while sitting, while playing. Where is your keyboard located in relation to your elbows? I was going to say, so there are things that gamers can do that will, I guess, decrease the likelihood they develop things like carpal tunnel syndrome? Yeah, carpal tunnel. That is cool. Yeah, cervical radiculopathy, neck pain. Because a lot of times they're playing in positions with the neck like this. For those who are listening, yeah. unfortunately can't see what I'm doing, but I'm hunched over and my neck's so forward that it's causing, or at least that our mechanism of what we think is happening because we can never really be sure because we don't have eyes x-rays to understand what's happening you True. have you have discs in between your vertebrae that act as your cartilage to help reduce bone on bone contact so it's not like grinding and you have more flexibility and more right um <clears throat> it's it's comfortable so sometimes those discs as you've heard from everybody oh my discs are bulging or things like that and yes disc position can be influenced to um compress on some nerves or cause some pain because you do have nerves in the discs so when they move out of place it couldn't cause a little bit of pain um, where's I going with that? And that and that position can help mitigate um, that change in the disposition to cause the pain. So a lot of oh. gamers might say, you know, my hand's starting to go a little numb, like I feel it in my pinky, and they think like something's going on with my hand. It's like, nope, let's let's fix the posture here. Let's work on a couple things to help get you into a more neutral position, help influence that disc. Again, I'm not going to say to somebody, we're changing the position of your disc because I don't know. It's I, maybe. I mean, yeah. we can look at objective evidence, like an imaging, to see if we really have changed that position, but it's making somebody f hopefully feel better, right? We look at the movement analysis to see, okay, does this movement help? Because you can only move in so many ways, especially when it comes to the back and neck and discs. So the main <clears> – <throat> so I'm sorry. I'm going off on a weird tangent no, here. No, please with, keep going. With neck please pain, keep going. Um, is that the, there's a system that physical therapists follow. There's a couple systems. One of the main ones now that's beginning to get a lot of research, something called the McKenzie system which is one guy who had a back pain patient come in. He said to the back pain patient, okay, go into the exam room. I'll be in in a minute. Who's an actual guy, Robert McKenzie. And uh, he went in, and the patient was laying on their stomach with the table propped up, so they looked like a, like a curved like L, like crazy. Like it's just a weird position. And the guy, Robert McKenzie, came in and was like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? And the, the patient's like, this makes me feel – this is how he said it. it makes me feel better. And he was like, what the – he's like, what the fuck? So he was like, that's so weird. So he started playing around with that a little and realized that as if we look at the movement system and find a directional pattern that people like, it can really help with back pain. And he, So do different <clears throat> people have different direction patterns? It depends on, on, on the position of influence of that disc. Okay, um, cool. So the disc can protrude anteriorly uh, or posteriorly. It goes posteriorly, it's going to the spinal cord, which is where you might have some of those symptoms of feeling numbness down the leg or what people might say is sciatica which isn't necessarily sciatica, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, and if, if you go into extension, which is that upright neutral posture, can help influence the dick, dick. <laughs> help influence the disc and put it back into its neutral position to help it stop compressing on the nerves and help reduce some of that pain. And guess what? It helps. It helps a lot. So with the neck, it's, it's this movement. And I'm sorry for those listening again. It's chin tuck. It's making that double chin. It's something we call retraction because it helps you bring it into that like extension in that neutral position that helps influence the disc back into its neutral position, help oh. reduce some of the pressure on the nerves. And guess what? People, it's like, oh man, that makes my pinky feel better. Now I feel it in my elbow, something we call centralization. Uh. The pain has moved from the pinky to the elbow. Let's keep doing it. Let's see what happens. Oh, now it's in my shoulder a little bit. Oh, now it's just up here. And like, let's play with that. You know, it's all movement and it's all empowering the person to help themselves rather than me saying, let's massage you and see what happens.
You know what I mean? That's that's where that skilled care and well, PT. Well, that comes isn't in. a dope sales pitch. <laughs> it's weird. It is strange, but uh, so that's what a lot of the esports PTs may work with is ergonomics, uh, maybe even carpal tunnel, flexor tendon injury, injuries. Um, so what what really got me into this is I had an ortho class in the spring, and uh, we had a, a day on the wrist and hand, and my professor had um, prompted a question in the class: What professions might you see hand and wrist injuries in? And uh, a lot of people said football, baseball, tennis was a big one, golf. Uh, those yep. who have desk jobs, secretaries. Um, and uh, I was the only person to raise my hand and say, uh, oh, video game players. And my professor, it's such a new concept to everybody, esports. Like, video game players, huh? Well, people don't quite know, man. That's about yeah. to explode, esports. It is. It's yeah. about to explode. If not already. Yeah. Because you're seeing like owners from across all like uh, sports, the four major sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, mm-hmm. and NHL. Dude, those owners are buying esports teams. Yeah, they're yeah. buying teams. Yeah, I think like, I think, I think, I think the I New York LeBron Mets James. just bought a the New York Mets just bought an Overwatch team. Wow, really? I think they me. did. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to look into that. If not an Overwatch team, definitely an esports <laughs> team. Yeah, but you know, it's about to explode, man. They're yeah. definitely going to need people like you. I hope and that's so. a good place for you to end up. Yeah, I think you so. know the first person that came to my mind when she had mentioned that was this Super Smash Bros. Melee player. Shout out to all the melee players. Love that fucking game. Shout out to the melee players. Love that game. If anybody's looking for a great competitive game, that game is not aged today. 2001, I think it came out, and people are still Bro, playing it for hundreds. The graphic style is fucking still beautiful. I love it. Sakurai beautiful. said it's his favorite game. Sakurai is the guy who designed Sakurai? Smash Bros. He said it was his yep. favorite game to work on. And it, honestly, it's an amazing, beautiful game. The The ceiling on it is incredibly high. Anybody could be improved. Like, every character is playable. I love it. Go out and look at competitive Smash. Your mind will be blown. It's fantastic. Speaking um, I mean, unless you want to keep going. I was well, going to roll us on Smash, but go ahead. Yes, I was going to say that yeah. one of the most famous competitive players a couple years ago named Hacks Money, who was making hundreds of thousands of dollars at these tournaments, had a flexor tendon injury in his thumb. Um, I think it was, uh, I don't remember what it was. I think it was the flexor ulnar ligament of his of his thumb. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I have to look back. But uh, he's having some pain, and he decided to go out and look at, get a second opinion from physicians and surgeons, and now he can't play. He's had like six or seven surgeries, and it's just not the Ooh, same. He can bad. still play, but not at the same level. In yeah. fact, he had to change his controller. Oh he, my god! He can't play. He can't play with a GameCube controller. He I has didn't to even play. just realize it could end that quickly. I know, just like that, man. So that's just why like uh, a football player blowing out his knee. Exactly. It's like the same thing. It's exactly. just tiny thumbs. Yeah, not as much money on the line, definitely, because some most of these players are not making millions. I would say not that yet. some are. Not, not yet. yet. But if people really want to protect their players, I think PT is the way to go. And there's only two other physical therapists in the nation who work with esports, too, really? in the nation. Um, have you tried reaching out to these people? I have already. Shout out to Kate McGee and Matt. Uh, Matt's in, Shout out. Matt's over in Florida. They work with 1HP website. Check it out on Google. Um, they talk a lot about movement. They have a lot of research-based uh, blog posts uh, that anybody can read, friendly friendly reading for anybody, gamers, anybody. doesn't. You don't have to have that medical vernacular in your head. You know, Easy read helps um, help you help yourself. That's really what they're all about, you know? And uh, so when I had found this in my ortho class and I started talking about it. I started researching the topic of PT and esports and I found these two I said to the PT club president who was my friend Wallace at the time who, no he still is I said hey man for the fall because at PT club they try to get guest speakers to come mm-hmm. and I was like for the fall check out these people they work in esports they're the only two people in the country like it might be interesting he's like yeah I'll check it out so the week after the wedding uh, they had them not come in but it was over video chat they had them come and do like a one on one session we asked them questions I was like the only guy there who was interested out of my out of the cohort of Upstate Medical University? Well, I mean that's to your benefit because it makes you stand out. Exactly. You know. So I did stand out, and she had said, "If anybody wants to reach out, talk about it a little more, feel free." So I asked Wallace for her information, and I did. I basically said to her, "I was like, I was like, hi, Kate. It's you know, 
it was thank you so much for coming to PT Club and talking to us. Like it was very eye opening to see another clinician so invested in video games as I am and understanding where it's headed um, with the esports population. Uh, I think it's a huge subset that PT could work in. Uh, I know I don't have my license yet. I don't plan on asking if I can come and visit tournaments because that's what they do. They would travel nationally mm -hmm. to go visit these tournaments and work with gamers. Um, but I would love to help you out in some way. I know it's just you two. You're trying to manage a website, do all this stuff. I'm pretty good with graphic design. I am okay with research and blog posts. Is there any way I could fit in and start helping you guys out and just trying to get my name out there and help out? And they're like, we're absolutely looking to expand. Here's this, here's this article. They gave me an article on neck pain and positioning, which is why it's in my head. Um, write a little post on it, write like a two page, you know, verb and verbiage and, and we'll see how it goes. And so I did, and they, they really liked it. And they spoke on Tuesday, this past Tuesday before Thanksgiving about where they want me to do in my, in my job. And I haven't heard back from them yet, but that's an interesting prospect in my life. And I'm really hoping to really hoping to pursue that a little bit more. Well, I definitely hope it comes to fruition. Yes, I think too. it'd be a perfect fit for you. Yeah. And I think it's an industry that's about to explode. Yeah, I think so too. So I think you're getting in on the ground floor of something truly be. special, yeah. Matt Petrovich. But uh, it appears we need to wrap this up soon. Yeah. So let's talk about the new Smash. Let's I know talk we're about the new up, Smash before we close this out. Damn excited. I'm so excited. Damn excited. I'm so excited. But do you feel like we're being trolled with the piranha plant thing? Do you think we're being trolled? I hope so. I think so. I hope so because that means that that means he reads the subreddit. Yeah. And he reads all this, 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 these shit posts that people are putting on the internet, and he's just laughing himself because Sakurai knows he's like, he's like, you guys are gonna oh, buy the knows. game, you he guys are gonna buy the game, whatever the hell I put in it. <laughs> he's like, let's appeal to some of the fans, but also, I want this fucking weird piranha plant in this game right now. I like, need they this. They didn't here. even do PD piranha. No, they There's no they didn't. Which would have been perfect. <laughs> which would have been perfect. He's like already has a whole like backstory and everything with PD piranha. He's in the sports games. Yeah, like he's always, yeah, yeah. I'm just laughing not only that because it adds to the butt of the joke of Waluigi not yeah. being in the game. <laughs> Bro, literally everyone from the Mario universe is in that game as playable. Look except, at Rosalina. Yeah, Rosalina hasn't even been a character for like 10, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, pretty much. Since Galaxy, yeah. Since Galaxy, which I think was 2008, actually. I don't remember. But even so, it's 10 years. Even exactly. Give it to you. But and we're getting Piranha Plant. <laughs> it's great. I wanna, great. I wanna believe that the true villain of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is Waluigi. It's... That at the end of the campaign, he's there and he's just like heartbroken because yeah. he's like left out. Yeah. And he's yeah, just, yeah. He's just rage, yeah. seeking revenge. So like, are you basing it off the the video of the what was it called the the guy? So just you saw the, the recent direct. Did you look at it? I don't want to spoil it. The recent direct. Yeah. The one. Uh, what is it called? It's the World adventure mode. Yes. World of Light. The yeah. World of Light main guy. That's who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm imagining. Really Waluigi I'm there. imagining like Master Hand. Like is very like because like, I always think Master Hand is the final boss. Yeah. Uh, I always I, I'm picturing like Master Hand coming in at the end like like very dramatic and all of a sudden it's like 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 record scratch and it's like Wah! and then just oh, Waluigi comes in and just smacks him out and he's like yeah. Waluigi joins the fight. Yo, yeah, imagine he was the hero. Yeah. Because I know on Brawl, it was like the surprise announcement at the end of the uh, story mode that Sonic. Yes. Sonic was yeah, the yeah. He came through at the end. So Grace, yeah. Waluigi would be cool. That'd be great. But I do like how they did appeal to some of the fans for Ridley, King K. Rule. That's who I wanted great. to see. No, we Ridley. got more villains. That's who I wanted important. to see. We needed Agreed. more villains. K. Yep. Rule and Ridley were two great additions. And I think. Simon from Castlevania. That was a cool addition. Awesome. That was a th I didn't awesome. expect that at all. It's great because it's just such a. Yeah. It's such a. Like beautiful crossover of video game history. Yeah. Like Ryu and Ken are Seriously. in the game. Like it is you don't get more like old cloud. school fighting than that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Cloud, really appeal like to the cloud fans. Bayonetta. It's so Jesus. It's beautiful. Man. I'm excited for the unlock system because I read that you start with the original eight. Yes, and you have to keep And from there from you there. keep going. 
It looks it looks great. I'm very excited. As a melee player, though, I will say I will not play it as often. Uh, because You're keep jumping into melee because uh, the movement uh, system is not the same. You know, and I can get it up to there's a whole nother conversation with wave dashing, L canceling, and things like that. Well, uh, but check it out for yourselves. Yeah, well, we'll have, right now. we'll have to say that for the second time. Yeah. but we do we do need to close it out. Agreed. Um, Matt Petrovich, please again remind these people where they could find you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at the High Five Ghosts. That's where I'll share my drawing, a couple of clips from my streams. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at High Five Ghosts. You can find me on YouTube at High Five Ghost. And check out One HP. Check out One HP online. They're very great PTs with esports. And if you're ever feeling like you're in pain and you're kind of stuck, you don't know where to go, your back's just bothering you or something like that, that's the main one. That's why I said it because a lot of people have back pain. Try PT. Yep. Give so- it a try. There's direct access in a couple of states. See what see what's for you. Artist, physical therapist, Matt Petrovich. Also a gamer. Thank you for coming on, Matt. Of course. Would love to have you on the next time you're in town. Yeah. Just give me a buzz. Thanks so much for having me. I love having you on, bro. You're always welcome. To the Landy Lodge. To the Landy Lodge. To the future. To the future.